Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of LGA. That is lit, 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 gaming, arena. For those of you who don't know, my name is Marcus, and I am joined by Justin. I'm losing my voice. Yeah, he's got a frog in his throat. It sucks for somebody out there. And Frost! What up? Hell yeah! Let's get to it! Alright, welcome to the LGA cast. Where we talk about all the games we've been playing, and I'm losing my voice. You already said that. I know, but I'm just reiterating. Feel pity on me. <laughs> I feel I zero pity for you. Justin. Fuck you. I, I give a shit. I hope your voice goes away forever. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be <laughs> the worst. How can I run a podcast without a voice? You don't. <laughs> well, there goes my retirement. <laughs> That was my nest Should have invested in Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah, I should have invested in BitConnect. I don't know what you're talking about, Marcus. Bitcoin. Bitcoin. We, we do things professionally here. You should have invested Bitcoin. in something. Yeah, Carlos Matos is my best friend. Didn't you know that? <laughs> should have invested in something more worthless. Like he, he totally would be your best friend, too. He seems like that type of person that's like, well, yeah, fucking best friends. <laughs> like Onion Coin or something. Onion coin? You mean garlic coin? Yeah, garlic coin. That's the yeah, one. Yeah. I don't got forget, garlic coin. Don't forget Doge. Garlic coin is what got my payments account banned on Google. <laughs> Duke coin. Because I was using Google Cloud to mine garlic coins. What if you're margin what if you're mining Dogecoin? Um I don't know. Probably the same thing. Probably <laughs> would have happened. I hear that Cooking Mama game is a uh, Bitcoin miner. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I hear. No, that's, I've heard that's not founded. Um, th <laughs> that game, that new Cooking Mama game, Cooking Mama Star, Cook Star, Cooking Mama Cook Star, uh, is, may end up being one of the rarest games of all time. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know what Cooking Mama doesn't have? Doesn't have game fuel. Ugh! Ah oh, shit, I opened my can of whoop-ass earlier. Yeah, I heard it. I think you opened it before we even recorded. I heard a... I was thirsty. Yeah, you gotta... You gotta be hydrated for this podcast. It's not helping me much, but... There it is. Nothing but crisp, I mean, in reality, clean water here. In reality, I shouldn't be drinking this. I should be just be drinking tea with honey or something. That'd probably help me. This is probably making it worse. Or you should just be drinking water. I hear it helps if you eat an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, we should probably talk about what games we've been playing. So who wants to start this week? Wow. Wow. The, the, don't know everybody started once. Justin the Knobs. Okay, I'll go first. <laughs> um, so you guys already know I've been addicted to cross out and Rocket League. Um, so I have that. Like I said, I have that. I have the Rocket Pass for Rocket League, so I've been grinding out the weekly challenges on that still. I'm up to, like, level 25 now. 
So I mean, I'm out of what levels? 130 million. It's a hundred levels on God Rocket damn. League. So I mean, and it's a four month long battle pass or Rocket Pass. So I mean, I'm ahead of the curve within that respect. Yeah, because you'd have to average 25 levels every month for four months. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm already at level 25, so I'm good. I just worry that the challenges get a whole lot harder after, like as the weeks go on. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt one that. Of the, one of the challenges I had to do last week, which I actually didn't even finish, was to be get the be MVP in the alternative playlist game. So that's where they have like the hoops where you're basically playing basketball with the in Rocket League. Or the one where you're playing hockey, or then there's like the battle version. Um, you had to be MVP four times in those matches, and I did not even get one because I was just getting wrecked by everybody else. So that one didn't happen. But fortunately, in Rocket League, you also go up. You also get points in the the Rocket Pass for just earning regular levels. So I was able to make up for it by just gaining levels. Um, so yeah, I just did that and cross out, play more of that, getting more into the meta of the game, figuring out what parts I'm going to need. It seems like for the most part, crafting stuff, at least on the Xbox market, which I mentioned last week, where there's a bug early on in the marketplace for Xbox that allowed people to just infinitely generate money. So the whole market is fucked up and everything costs like like six times as much as it does on the PC market if I were to play on PC um but yeah so apparently like so if you like try to craft stuff the cost uh, or the the all the materials you use to craft it you can earn more money selling the raw parts than you can earn selling the final product like that's how fucked up the market is so it's like you're better off just grinding materials and selling all the materials and then just buying the parts you need rather than crafting them because you'll spend less coins doing it that way. <laughs> Which is, it seems so backwards, but that's just how screwed up the market is. And I mean, one but one of the benefits is if I was playing on PC as opposed to Xbox is there's more players on the PC. I think the Xbox has like the smallest group because it's not like crossplay or anything um so if you if you want to play if you're playing on pc there's like like the crossoutdb.com or something which basically scrapes all of the market data for the pc marketplace and then you has like a calculator built in so that you can like calculate the cost of whether it's worth it to sell something or craft it you can't really do that on the xbox because there's no way for them to scrape the xbox data so that kind of sucks, but I deal with it. Just playing all them matches, grinding out materials. So still having a really good time with the game. Uh, I've been streaming it every now and then. I post some clips on Twitter when I get something Twitter worthy or social media worthy. I post it on Instagram and Twitter. But uh, hoping I can actually like do like a proper stream of it one of these days. When I'm not like exhausted when I get home from work, but lately I've just been so tired when I get from work, I'm like falling asleep on the couch, 
Frost was sleep shaming me the other day because I was watching. I really the video. wish you would stop using that term. Yeah, well, it's fucking stupid. You were sleep shaming. Sleep me. Sleep shaming you, Jesus Christ. I was so I was watching a video on my phone and I like literally just I was holding the phone up to my face and I fell asleep with the phone in the air. That's how is that possible? <laughs> it's yep. That's, that's how I fell asleep. And so she yells at me. She's like, "Go to bed. You're." Yeah, the only reason the, video. the only reason why I do it is because you fucking fall asleep on the couch and it's impossible to get you into the bed. And one of these days you're going to sleep. You're going to fall asleep out here on the couch on a weekday and you're going to sleep through your alarm because your phone died or something. And then you're going to wake up and be like, oh, my God, I was and I'm not going to hear you stop bitching. She for like turns into a day. goblin. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Goblin McGee. She's a goblin. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I've been playing. I mean, everybody knows at this point that's the, those are the only games I've been really getting into. Um, trying to get good. I'm at level sixty seven of the battle pass for Crossout. The max level on that one's seventy five, and I have like from the day of this recording, I have I want to say. Shoot, I want to say another eight days left on this. So I should be able to get the rest of it without any issues. Get the rest of them parts that come along with those higher levels. But yeah, so that's that's what I've been doing. Who You want to talk about what you've been playing, Frost? Uh, Yeah, I would love to talk about what I'm playing. I'll talk about what I'm playing right now because I'm playing while you're talking. Um... My brother came in to town to spend his, his days in quarantine with us instead of being alone, sad boy in his apartment. Uh, and he's been coming over nightly to play some co-op games with me, actually. We have been playing Don't Starve Together, which I'm a master at Don't Starve, but I've actually never played Don't Starve Together. And I didn't realize it was like almost an entirely different game. <laughs> From Don't Starve. Like, there's different creatures in it. There's a different plot line. There's different items. Like, the basic mechanics are the same and the characters are the same. But I was in for a whole world of surprise when I logged on and saw all the different things that they offer in Don't Starve Together. Um, so I guess that was kind of cool to see. I would be interested in playing it some more. But I discovered that, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Like, I like playing the game so specifically that when I'm playing with a partner, it almost drives me a little bit too crazy because all the things get done not in the way that I want them to get done. Like, I was noticing that other people would prioritize certain tasks that <coughs> wouldn't make any sense to me why they would prioritize that over... Or Something the other else. person kept dying. Or yeah, well, you know, we're we're not really okay. We can get into that. My brother fucking sucks <laughs> at don't starve, and he died like five times, and I had to resurrect him a million times. And then finally, the one time that I died, it became like a huge issue because he couldn't he couldn't uh, get me resurrected. So that was fun. They kind of screw you over, too, because I didn't realize, like, if you die, you get punished permanently for your life points. Um, and then you have to make, like, a booster shot in order to get your life points back. 
So each time you die, you lose like a percentage of total life and that he, <laughs> it was a, it was a great uh, test run. I guess we only made it. I want to say like five or six days in, which is kind of funny. Cause usually when I play don't starve, it's like, I'll go for a hundred days and then I'll die because of some stupid thing. Cause I was, I don't know, just being dumb mostly because I'll get bored at that point and then I'll start making stupid mistakes. Uh, we also played Tower Fall, which I love playing that game anytime I have anybody over that would play it with me. I'm better at taller, uh, Tower Fall than most co-op games. For example, I'm better at Tower Fall than I am at Overcooked, which is another game we tried to play. And let me tell you, I blow Super Donkey Dick at Overcooked. <laughs> I cannot play that game if my life depended on it. I don't know what it is. Like, I can't. I can't move fast enough. Watching like, you play that game was hilarious because you're just so bad at it. <laughs> it is because like my aim is off and I'm not I can't move fast enough. And it just like I don't have that precision that other people have. Like if I'll go and try to grab a tomato and it's right next to the onions, I can never like get the tomato. I'll always like grab the onion on accident because I, 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 I feel have no overcooked idea. is uh it's the best representation of working in an actual kitchen. <laughs> um, Even with okay. the hell environments and everything. That's what it feels like. It, it, yeah, it, it's very real. Basically, we've determined that I'm best at chopping the vegetables and then washing the plates. But when they started introducing the rats in like the second level, I was it was like game over. I was like, I can't. <laughs> this is this is the maximum effort. Like. A skill yeah, you you're gonna are get so out of bad me. At that one. Yeah, you, <laughs> the you do, stealing all your shit. You have to divvy up tasks to specific people. Um, obviously, this is why it helps. Like playing, much like how a kitchen works. Yeah, four player being like you're specifically are grabbing vegetables and handing them to this person to chop, and then this person is like in charge of strictly cleaning dishes. <laughs> and yeah, usually it's like usually it's like you both. Deliver the dishes to the people and clean the dishes. That's your task. So it, it it's kind of weird that like it's it's weird that it's a fun game, at least in my case, but because it is like it's kind of about micromanaging your friends in a way. Yeah, it kind of is. And I just I'm just don't have that precision skill or anything. You're also lucky because you've got two friends that come over and play games with you quite often. I mean, uh, us usually that's more, uh, we, we, usually it's like, let's play a single player game, but it, it, I don't, they're fine watching me play, uh, or like I'm fine watching them play or a lot of the games we have play are, uh, telltale games. So it, it's like watching a movie in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that helps, but we've done like resident evil because one of them is like too afraid to like play actually. Cause it's too stressful, even though I, I occasionally I'm like, you get to play for a little bit. <laughs> Just it's fun to watch them squirm. <laughs> You're so mean. Well, because uh, like I have like zero fear in even like horror games and especially in Resident Evil. Uh, So it's like like they would be like, oh, God, Mr. X is right there. And I'd be like, oh, hi, Mr. X. And I'd like run right up next. To him. <laughs> like I just don't give a shit. <laughs> So that's always entertaining to be like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> we well, have like, you know, you're confident with that game, too. 
so you're able to be like, less afraid of it because you've been playing it for so long. Yeah, I mean, it just like I'm really numb to that stuff. Like playing, I played a little bit of Resident Evil uh, 7 in VR and that's a little bit more scary, but the like my headset was calibrated a little weird, so it made me real dizzy because the like when one of the monsters was grabbing, well, one of the house people, the family members was grabbing me, their hands were going through my face and they were stabbing me and like their knife was going through my like eyeballs. And I was like, this is, is just hurting my one? eyes. Was that the newest one? And I didn't like. Yeah. And you got to like when you're in VR, you have to like look where you're aiming, which I'm like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I have to like look where I'm aiming like because because I'm used to kind of when you're playing like without VR or just like any other game, it's like I can kind of move in a direction and shoot. I don't have to be looking in that direction to move in that direction. So I can kind of okay. like aim one way and like move another direction. So it adds kind of this dual movement that's like more accurate to real life where in that case, it's like, no, I kind of have to be looking in the direction that I'm moving in, which is not always the best. Or like, I have to be like, I have to look at like their head to get a headshot. And I'm like, that's kind of fucking weird. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I could play a game like that in VR. I think if I calibrate it right, I may do a solo run of it, but I've never finished uh, Resident Evil 7, uh, which I need to do that because, uh, well, Resident Evil 3, uh, 3 make just came out, which I need to play that. Well, I need to buy it first. That's first. Uh, but uh, Resident Evil 8's due next year. And we didn't talk about it really in the news, but uh, which I guess it's not necessarily news, but it's fairly substantiated that uh, 4 make is coming uh, next year. Like, so not next, next year, but like, well, next year is eight and then the year after is uh resident evil four so resident evil has now become a annualized franchise hmm. which to my understanding that i'm fine with it there's three teams working on it uh so they're just doing the rotation of the three teams so the 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 resident evil 7 team is working on Resident Evil 8 and has been for some time. Uh, The Resident Evil 3 team, they specifically did three, and I forget what they were working on before that, but they're like kind of a composite team that probably helps in other areas too. And like, and then the Resident Evil 2 team is working on Resident Evil 4 right now is my understanding of it. Uh, Which, I don't know, that we live in a time of like, obviously Final Fantasy seven remake came out and it stands to reason that with Resident Evil two remake and Final Fantasy seven remake, both being pretty good, like at least well, this is just well received by Metacritic, just basing it off that. But it stands to reason that if you remake a good game, it's still good. So Resident Evil two did well, uh, seven's doing well. And then also, if you want to throw into the mix, the Spyro collection and Crash. So it's like all these games that were received very well, but it's like they remade good games. But then I think the Resident Evil uh, 3 thing is like that's being received not so great. But most of the negative criticisms towards Resident Evil 3 have been complaints about the game inherently that it already had, which mostly is like, oh, you get too much ammo. So it makes it just feel like it's an action game. And it's like, well, that's just how Resident Evil 3 was. So 
when questions come like, oh, how do you, like, how do you feel about like a Resident Evil 4 remake? And it's like, well, Resident Evil 4 was already a good game. So it stands to reason that a remake with updated visuals and like everything else they've been doing, I'm like, yeah, it's just going to be good. It's <laughs> like, sure, I'm on board for that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's at least that's an aside of Resident Evil talk, but uh, co-op games are always great. Um I mean, I mostly do Mario Party, but that's just me. Uh, but like I said in the last cast, there's no Mario Parties anymore. Mario Party's dead. It's dead. Because of the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, Dumb so- Jackbox games are thriving, though. Yeah, they're doing great. Uh, but yeah, I, I, and I've never played Don't Starve Together either, even though I think I have it. I have it somewhere, I'm sure. I have, I have something somewhere. And I think they gave it away for free on PC if you own Don't Starve. I think it just... All that yeah, stuff came as up, free upgrades on PC. But yeah, I just, I've played just the base Don't Starve, which I mean, I, we've talked about it that I like, we both enjoyed it, but I think we enjoyed it differently <laughs> for different reasons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could never really get anybody to not starve together with me. Um, I will gladly play Don't <laughs> Starve together with you. But I am, I am. It's like the one, it's like the one rare game that I'm good at. <laughs> I mean, you don't, that becomes like a larger conversation of like, I, I don't even think I'm particularly good at games, but I just like a challenge. Well, uh, I, uh, well I'll have to, I have to widely disagree with that statement. <laughs> I think you're very good at video games. I, I like to, uh beat the machine i'm not good at other when when I, it comes to other players i'm terrible <laughs> but be, beating a computer that's where i that's where i excel <laughs> hmm. maybe it's because like with people i have empathy so i'm like i can't like be too mean to them but with a, a machine i'm like ah, it doesn't matter Whatever. if you like cheat as fuck and like ground smash the fuck out of them in like a fighting game <laughs> you're like ex- you, you could be pretty ruthless when you're playing with a person I'm I'm speaking of some specific we, people we've talked about in the past. In Tekken, like when I play Tekken with some of my friends, we have like unspoken rules, like is which just kind of like stuff we just kind of agree by, like where we won't like endlessly wall smash somebody, like we won't smash somebody endlessly into a corner, and we don't like ground smash somebody to death because it's just kind of like anti fun in a way. So we we kind of like back up and give them space because I mean like no nobody likes that. Like, nobody just no. likes being like, I didn't even stand a chance. You just beat me mercilessly. So I'm like, we, we have this kind of like unspoken rule, which I, I always feel there's kind of like, there also is unspoken times of when you can break that rule as well, <laughs> which is usually in like, hey, this is like last round life or death, like win lose situation, like no holds barred, like <laughs> everything's on the table. So which, you know, that leads to sometimes people getting angry and being like, you just wall smash the shit out of me. But <laughs> what, whatever it like, like I said, it's kind of this un like technically it's not illegal, but it is kind of like unspoken rules. Um, Which I mean, like I have had moments where like if like Tekken is a good example for me just because I played a lot of Tekken, but it is like if somebody starts like stomping on me while I'm on the ground, like a whole bunch, then I'm like, all right, if that's how we're going to play it, like I'm going to stomp you to oblivion on the ground and they'll be like, that's bullshit. And I'm like, well, that's the game you chose to play. (laughs) You're the one that asked for this, not me. (laughs) If you used, because it's also like, 
like once again another kind of unspoken rule is like hey don't like spam the same move like three fucking like three four fucking times in a row so it's usually like yeah you just kind of don't do that but it's if if somebody does that to you it's like how do you like it (laughs) yeah so i'm exceptionally bad at fighting games so i never understood how you could have like precise control I mean, you just, it just comes with game. experience though. Like just, <laughs> you just haven't played enough. Like that's I'm not, yeah. all it is, is just like, I've played like Tekken for fucking ever. So it's just like, yeah, I've just played like a lot of Tekken, a lot of Mortal Kombat, a lot of like the one I've played the least of is Street Fighter, but I feel Street Fighter is technically the simplest, but I am terrible at it. Like, I'm like, I get it. I get that it's kind of a game of footsies. But I'm just not good at it. Footsies. <laughs> it never it really is. That. It's like it's kind of like you inching towards them, like and trying to bait them into doing something stupid, so you can like unload on them. And so it's like, <laughs> eh, 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 and it's like this back and forth dance that I'm just like I'm too impatient for. And Tekken, see, Tekken has the liberty of being in 3D, so there's less of that. It still exists, uh, but it's because it's in 3D and they're sidestepping and a lot of stuff that it becomes a lot more of a mental game. Um, and then there's like soul caliber where I'm like, it's like kind of a joke. Like it's, it's like, ah, this is basically an anime fighting game. Cause it's like really imbalanced and ca- like characters, like nightmare is a good example where I'm like his reach and power are absolutely ridiculous where I'm like hit. He has like maximum range and maximum power. Like those two things shouldn't go together. <laughs> And it's also like, since he's a big character where it's like, yeah, he also can take a stupid amount of hits where I'm like, what, what is this anime rules? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, have you, what else have you played or is that it? That was it. Did you watch you the Towerfall and stuff? I did. Oh, she I mentioned Towerfall. Okay. I didn't hear, I guess. I said did- Towerfall is like the one time where I'm actually kind of good. Towerfall like has always been, it's kind of like a, it's like Bomberman to me. Yeah. I can see that. Like, I've never played that. Uh, but but anyway, uh, did you guys watch the Forbidden uh, Secret final extra episode of Tiger King? No, I haven't no. watched it yet. I, mean, I just no, watched it today. I watched it right before we got on here. I know it's not really actually an episode. It's an after show with it's Joel It's a follow-up with Joel McHale. Uh it's interesting because most of the people are just like, I just want to be clear. I never did meth. Like almost all of them are like, they've been like, I've been clean for like clean and sober for five years. And do you see that Jeff that. Lowe did a AMA on Reddit? Yesterday? Yeah. Uh, which I was kind of like, I know some people were like, why is he posting these videos? But I was like, I kind of like that. He's doing video responses as well as he's having somebody, somebody must be typing up his responses. If well, not him. Well, okay. So here's the thing. It's through cameo. Yeah. So, cameo is doing like this is what this is how i see it i don't know if anybody if this could be true or not but this is basically cameo is doing marketing via they have these celebrities on their website and they're like hey let's get them to do an ama on reddit because reddit has this uh the the ama subreddit where people will ask people questions and oh what if we just use our platform to have them post videos and then people will come to our website and then they'll say, we get oh, the we clicks. Can, yeah, we get the clicks. And oh, look, the, these some of these people might be converted into customers where they will be like, let's let's get a personalized message from Jeff Lowe for three hundred dollars. I <laughs> like, mean, that's going to be like funny for like a month. Before yeah, like, 
like before everybody forgets this ever existed. Yeah, I mean, that's it's not just Jeff Loba, like all the like they have like yeah, it's all yeah. sorts of people on that website, and and so like I mean, they have Jeff Davis from Harmontown. He's on there, and people are Jeff Davis. Like, he's way better than Jeff Lowe. Yeah. <laughs> so like they have all these people on there, and I think that the whole reason because I've seen several. This isn't the first time I've seen an AMA ran through cameo and even the website that they use is like cameo ama.com so it's like at some point they're gonna burn reddit and just drop reddit and be like hey yeah. enough people are coming just to, come our, to website. our platform yeah yeah just come to our well, platform and we'll who knows? we'll take care of you with these amas it's it's all just marketing it's it's not but it's not the fact that he's doing the ama it's just like they paid him to sit down and answer questions that's yeah. how i see it oh yeah but uh, which and, is I still mean, fine. It's, I it's, like to, it's hot right now. Like, yeah, it's 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 topical. People want to hear like people are that Tiger King is hot right now. So people want to hear about that stuff. And I I appreciated the answers he gave. On I the felt videos. so much fine. of it though was him th- just using it as a platform or a soapbox to throw more shade at uh, Joe who's in prison. So, um, a lot of it was of, like, but, oh, I've like they. Like he, one of his responses was basically alluding to potential bestiality with yeah, Joe I Exotic did see that and one. his lovers. So, but like what? I, what? but well. I saw like I not mean, necessarily watched- fucking tigers. It just alluded to bestiality potentially involving animals, but the, not necessarily tigers. And in the after, in the the for new the new episode so to speak uh i can't remember the name of the guy but he was you know the one with the tobacco who like filmed it and kind of coined the name tiger king in the first place but he he mentioned that joe was deathly deathly afraid of tigers and like just big cats in general and usually huh. had them tranked or drugged in a uh, way when he was in the cages with them huh. which is possible like i mean that sounds it, like a conspiracy theory honestly it sounds believable. I mean, like, I wouldn't get in a cage with a fucking lion or a tiger, <laughs> like, without knowing they were sedated in some way. Like, I just wouldn't trust it. <laughs> like, yeah, possibly. You see yeah. people yeah, get their would... arms, mal- like, torn off all the fucking time. I mean, it happens in the docuseries, so. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I watched a good majority of the answers he gave that, at the time I saw it anyway, I'm sure he was probably finished up by the time I saw the AMA because it was already, like, the top post on reddit at the time but it seemed like the most of them were just general answers to questions that, he, but I, the thing i got the most joy joy out of were the responses to his responses where people yeah, were just words. like oh look the he, the anthropomorphized <laughs> can of monster actually answered the question oh. <laughs> yeah people like, throwing people some were, deep shade which i mean like yeah, yeah Je- jeff Lowe doesn't seem like a good guy like and i know he even talked about it a lot being like, they framed me in the documentary to be a villain. And I was like, I didn't really get a villain vibe from you. Just that you're a general like piece of shit. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I got that vibe from like, everyone in the documentary. Yeah, honestly. I mean, so many of the responses uh, on the AMA were similarly like, yeah, this is like when he was throwing shade at how Joe abused the animals and everything. It's like, that's rich coming from somebody who like, put baby tiger cubs in like carry on luggage and like hauled them through yeah. like lobbies yeah. and into and then charged 
you know, people once again, kind of like was charging high prices for playtime with tiger cubs. Like, and I'm like, yeah, like, uh, like, and he can't defend himself from that. Cause it's like, you did it. Like, yeah. And that, that was kind of the thing with the documentary. I was like, I don't feel they're framing a narrative here. It was kind of just laying all the shit down. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and like, this even is watching everything the, that's going on here. Cause even watching like the after episodes, cause they, in that afterwards kind of thing, they ask like, Oh, like, like, did you like the documentary? And like, what would you kind of like change from it? And this and that. And like a, a lot of them were kind of like, I like, uh, that I forget the guy's name, but he was like Joe's first lover, but with the, the guy with the tattoos and the messed up teeth, uh, which he has a whole new set of teeth, but yeah. they're, they're meth, dentures. Meth. I assume they're meth dentures. Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, he was like, yeah, I was shirtless the whole time because I had cool tattoos and I wanted to show them off. But like, and I mean, some of them were talked about how like, well, at least Jeff Lowe talked about how when he was approached by the people making the docu-series that they didn't, they weren't very forward with what they were making. And it's like, well, you, in all docu-series, you kind of have to do that. And I'm like, it's not like necessarily tricking you. Like it's, it's just yeah. so you're more earnest about what you're saying versus if they didn't approach you in the way they approached you you're you're gonna like it's you're gonna try and tailor an image differently so i feel they got a very raw like very raw footage of like how you truly are and that's what you're embarrassed by yeah i kind of wonder like how that whole work how that worked because jeff Lowe came in like way after they had already started filming stuff with joe so like i wonder how that played out exactly yeah i I know he just, Jeff Lowe at least mentioned in the AMA that like how they approached him and what they mentioned that they were filming, which wasn't a docuseries. And like he mentioned how they presented themselves to Carol Baskin and like, like all these different people and that it was like different for every single person. And like I said, like as scummy as that sounds, I'm just like it, it's to keep you honest. That's all it is. Yeah. But I mean, like I like I said, I but, but what I mean is like the way they like for them to approach Jeff Lowe about the documentary, like did it like did Joe like show up at Jeff's doorstep and and then then and then the documentary came and be like, oh, yeah, so we're doing this documentary with Joe and he's doing he's going to he's apparently wanting to do business with you so now we're gonna have to like start filming you <laughs> like i wonder how they like yeah like yeah because i mean or, you or would know they... there was a camera crew around and yeah exactly like, what the fuck are they filming well yeah, i mean like... i it felt like at least with the docuseries that uh that first guy that i mentioned earlier with his like tobacco teeth and he kind of talks funny but he you know was making the original like joe TV show that a lot of the footage yeah. they had was I, from yeah. his stuff anyway. I mean, yeah. he lost a lot of stuff, but I mean, he some yeah, of the footage was name. clearly from his shit in the first. Apparently like, I mean, he, he had to have gotten paid quite a bit for this. Yeah, and apparently he used to be the news director up in Great Falls. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and uh, apparently he was a big piece of shit up there, and like, like would come in the work late and or drunk and drunk text people at the news station and uh and or sexually harass them allegedly i mean none of that surprises me like yeah like i mean everybody in this documentary is a piece of shit yeah like even like kind of the most honest person like well there's there's about two or three people that seem like pretty 
like genuinely nice and that that's yeah i think uh, the most honest person is the dude with the long off and yeah the, uh, the dude with the long hair which even they're Him, like kind yeah. of fucking weird and then yeah. uh the uh campaign manager and the girl with her arm that yeah. was missing her arm yeah Saf, yeah who got their arm ripped off but and then the other guy um i don't want to say he was his manager but he was like the only one that was on jeff's side or joe's side at the end yeah, and he, he like, still kind of, he he's, like, just, I don't know, a lot of it, what I take from a lot of those people is just, like, yeah, you're just, like, abused regular folks who kind of don't give a shit. Like, you're, like, I'm just here for the Tigers. Like yeah. kind of You're kind of just weird anyway because you're, you have, like, shit living conditions and you're just, like, okay with the status quo. That's kind of, like, what, it, my question is always just, like, what happened to you to make you so beaten down that you don't strive for more is kind of. Yeah. Kind of like, like I'm thing. I'm fine help I'm fine working with these tigers and eating my expired Walmart meat. Hey, you know what? If that's what makes them happy, <laughs> fuck it. Some people just don't dream big. That expired Walmart pizza. Uh speaking of pizza, oh, yeah. I guess I should move on to my topic. Yeah, what's your what do you what do you what have you been doing? Uh I've been living under the rotten pizza. Uh <laughs> <laughs> if you know about the rotting pizza, that is the plate above the slums in Final Fantasy VII. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't know in Final Fantasy VII, it's kind of inside Midgar. It's like the bottom, which is known as the slums, uh, is the poor people live below the plate. And then the shin- the on the plate is like the sh- people who work for Shinra Electric and uh, many other just richer, like middle class people. Uh, so the society will eventually live in. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, I played mostly Final Fantasy VII, like a lot of Final Fantasy VII. I was able to finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then after you, minor minor spoilers, if you could even consider it a spoiler, but after you beat it, uh, you unlock hard mode and there's a trophy for beating it on hard mode. And yeah, I got the platinum in it. So I did everything in this game, basically. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. like I've kind of I have issues with the ending but I can't really go into that here obviously uh I want to keep this as spoiler free as possible I will spoil uh I will spoil summons if people care about that but letting people know now I'm gonna spoil some summons in that game so (laughs) the, the game is very like I love how it is mechanically like like I mentioned before, but the combat is very like just genius in how it is where it's very action intensive, but very strategic. And you have to really think about your moves. And a lot of this revolves around the ATB gauge, which is a gauge you've built up like as combat goes on. And it, it will just build up if you're outside of combat. But if you're fighting, it builds up quicker for like strikes you make. So you, you'll build that up and then you you expend that on ability moves, which you get from your items. So like an items meaning, I guess, like just your equipped weapon. So th- this is a mechanic borrowed from other Final Fantasies. Like this has been in a lot of the tactics games as well as Final Fantasy nine. But you will learn an ability from it being on your weapon and you using that ability. And then eventually it becomes a permanent part of your arsenal. Uh, so eventually you'll probably have all of these, which is handy but you can use those or you can use magic or use an item which all expend atb gauge and i know some people are kind of like i wish items weren't attached to that but i actually think it's genius because then it prevents you from healing infinitely or just spamming the same thing over and over again yeah you got to be 
smart about how you expend your ATB gauge. And like, while you have, it's a lot of like management of your ATB gauge, your health, your MP, and they did all that geniusly. But then on top of that, another strategic layer is every enemy has like kind of a posture bar in a way, but you uh, build up their like pressure meter. And then when they're in a pressured state, you have moves that will start with the word focused, like focus thrust is clouds move. Uh, and that will like really build up that pressure meter when they're in the pressured like status. And then once that is at max, the enemy becomes staggered, which when they're staggered, they take 160% damage uh, and they'll just be on the ground. So, and you can actually build that percentile up using moves on Tifa. Uh, it, they have a move called Unbridled Strength, which if you use that, you can build up your you can build up your combo, which will let you use moves like Rise and Fall and Omni Strike, which or the base move on her triangle is the uppercut, which will build that stagger uh, damage higher, so you can do even more damage and really just unload on these guys. Uh, so there's that stuff is like just it, it, like it's very beautiful in how it all comes together. And on top of that, there's also the limit breaks, which, you know, were in the original Final Fantasy, which are kind of like a super move uh, that you can execute. And they, those almost always one shot an enemy unless they're a boss, which there are a fuck ton of bosses in this game. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, my light spoilers will be. Once again, I'm, I got, I just got to talk about this because it was too fucking, it's too epic not to talk about. But after you're on hard mode, which is very challenging, it bars you from using items. No items. <laughs> wow. So you got to really monitor your MP because it, you can't, because this bars you from healing infinitely. Or once again, you can't just use like a potion or an ether to replenish your MP. Uh, there are benches you can rest on, but that just gets you your HP back. It does not get you your MP back. So you got to really be careful with how you spend your MP. So you can't just spam lightning or whatever the fuck, which usually enemies, especially like robots are weak to electricity. Humans are weak to fire. Uh, so using spells is very helpful, but you got to be careful with where you use those. And usually you're going to want to save that for boss fights to resurrect characters or heal. Uh, so hard mode is actually very challenging. And and I mean, a lot of people have already complained about the game's base difficulty. I think the difficulty is fine. I think they just need to be, I think a lot of people are going into this expecting to just mash through it like you would a Kingdom Hearts. And you can't yeah. do that. You have to, once again, there that strategic element is there, which I really enjoy because if that, that's part of like, that's bringing old strategic stuff from Final Fantasy just in general of the kind of, you know, slower combat into an action combat setting. So I, I'm like, you get kind of the best of both worlds in this scenario. And granted, the game also has, there is classic difficulty, easy difficulty, and then normal. Those are the three base difficulties. Classic plays like a turn-based game where your AI, your AI oh, controlled people will auto block everything and then you'll just be executing ATB moves. That's all you're going to be doing. So that's technically easier than easy mode. Basically <laughs> I would say since yeah. it's, it's going to, you're everybody's going to react perfectly. You're going to block everything perfectly, dodge everything perfectly. Uh, and then you're just going to be executing ATB gauge. But anyway, on hard mode, uh, if you want to get 100% completion, there is basically an ultimate weapon fight, uh, which is ultimate weapon in this is called Pride and Joy, and it is in a combat simulator uh, 
from like Chadley, essentially, which I don't know how much people have heard of Chadley, but he kind of gives you the summon materia and other materias, and he's got dumb missions you have to do throughout the game. But that's that's irrelevant. Chadley stuff is kind of irrelevant. But in the battle simulator, once you unlock this challenge, it is I thought you would just fight Pride and Joy. No. You have to fight a gauntlet of every summon. So you have to fight Shiva, wow, Fat Chocobo, Leviathan, which like those fights on their own are pretty challenging. But then comes the worst. The fourth fight in this set, you have to fight Bahamut, which that's <laughs> the spoiler. Like some people may not want to know Bahamut's in the game, but you yes, you do get the Bahamut materia and you're able to summon Bahamut, but you can't summon Bahamut to fight Bahamut, which is fine, whatever. But Bahamut is a fucking prick. He has a move called Mega Flare, which will fuck you up righteously. Um, it pretty much KOs you instantly. Um, he has a countdown to when he does Mega Flare, and if you're close to him, he has kind of a, a radius around him that does damage to you as it goes. So fighting him just to earn him as a summon is already a pain in the ass, because he if he Mega Flares, uh, he basically instant kills you unless you have something like Reprieve, uh, which lets you live with one life, or a Revival Earring, which will resurrect you upon death, uh, but it, it breaks after it uses it. So that's how you can live uh, his Mega Flare, because it will do max damage. Uh, nice. Unless you unless you maybe cast Mana Wall, but once again, on hard mode, that's another thing with all these fights. you got to manage your MP, because that's your MP for basically all these fights. You get 50% HP and 50% MP back after each one of these, but Bahamut's going to eat like all your goddamn MP. But it gets worse. So in the base Bahamut fight, he's just an ass with his Mega Flare. But in this fight, once you get Bahamut to 50% life, he summons Ifrit. So you have to fight Bahamut and Ifrit at the same time. <laughs> Which is just fucking bullshit. But this is where my epic moment comes in. He Mega Flares. He like, what the fuck, pawns my party for the most part. Uh, Aerith's still alive. I use her to cast Arise on Cloud. I get a Cloud back with full HP. Bahamut is kind of like, he's low. Like, we got him, he's got maybe like a tenth of his life left. He is low. So I was like, okay, if I could just heal Aerith now, and then Aerith dies, and I'm like, motherfucker, Cloud has no resurrection materia. He... <laughs> so from there, I was able to kill Bahamut with, with his like 10% of life left with Cloud, and then kill a full life Ifrit with, with just Cloud. <laughs> <laughs> And then in the next fight, you fight Pride and Joy, uh, which actually is not a hard fight, but I just thought that Bahamut was like an epic moment for me because I was like, oh man, I just got fucking lucky is really what it was at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, Pride and Joy is actually easy because at least my people came back to life with 50% mana and 50% HP, and then I was just able to heal from there. Uh, and then like it you just stand behind fucking pride and joy and beat the shit out of him he does grab you and apparently if he spikes you into the ground it will instantly kill that character uh but i never had that happen i just nuked his arm every time he did that because some <laughs> some of the mobs do have like body parts you can target but man that fucking bahamut fight is unreal uh, in terms of difficulty. But after that, you get an uh, item called the uh, Goddard Dom Ring. Rung. It's it's like a German thing, which I think just means goddamn ring. Uh, <laughs> the goddamn which, ring. It, it basically just, when you start a fight, you start with your limit break, and then it just builds limits over time. So it made the rest of the game kind of a breeze, which, I mean, there's 
that's in chapter 17. So there's only 18 chapters in the game. So it's you're basically at the end of the game already. But yeah, that that was fucking brutal. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't recommend platinuming this for the faint of heart because it's a bit it's a bit of a rough ride. It's not like the hardest thing in the world, but it's rough at times. Uh, there was a specific fight I did, uh, in chapter nine, which was a extra fight against two bombs. And after I did that, cause I had no MP in that fight. Uh, you're, you're just a solo cloud versus two bombs. And I had zero MP cause I burned it all in the fight before. And after I was able to do that, I was like, I can do anything. Like that was like so fucking challenging that I was like, I, I can do anything from here on in. So that, <laughs> helped. that smashing my head against that for a while helped. Uh, yeah, but. I, I I don't uh I I'm not too keen on the ending of this which I can't really go into but it's it's whatever it like I really like this game as a whole uh it hasn't done anything to hurt me yet but it may <laughs> so yeah we'll see um Nomura spilled a little bit of his he like went oops all Kingdom Hearts he spilled a little Kingdom Hearts in there it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I, I have like a lot of words to say about the story, but I can't share those here. But the game as a whole, the combat's amazing. The visuals are really amazing. The characters are great. A uh, Barrett, you know, talks about that fucking pizza. <laughs> that pizza <laughs> in the sky fucking hates it. If I really liked Final Fantasy Nine, would I like this Final Fantasy Seven remake? Um I think it's a good it's, point to get in for people who never played the original. It's not like any other Final Fantasy. Um, I was actually going to pose that as a question. Like, when you think of Final Fantasy, what do you think of? Like, because a lot of turn people would based. think, like, turn-based, open-worldy, like, exploring. Yeah. Which none of that exists here. So it's not turn-based? No. Oh. It's right. action. Uh, it, yeah, it's an interesting thing. But, the, like... Even when the game opens up, which is in chapter 14, it's not really open. Like, you, you can run to former locations, but the dungeons are really linear and everything, and Midgar is fairly linear in general, but it's, like, it kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy X a bit, because X, as open as it seemed back when it came out, is fairly like, oh, this is really just kind of linear hallways and shit, when you think about it. Uh, and it's a lot like that. But since it is action oriented combat, it's hard to it's hard to give necessarily a recommendation to a Final Fantasy fan is kind of the harder thing. Like it coming into it fresh faced uh would be interesting. And I, I think like it truly is a game for people who have played the original seven, because there is uh there's characters and shit that just happen with no explanation. So I'm like, I bet that's confusing as fuck for like, like when this person shows up and it's just like, who's that? Like, so like in a way it's, it's for seven fans, but at the same time, I think you could go into it and still glean enjoyment without having played seven. Uh, I, I think you kind of wouldn't, uh, understand a lot of the content and I've listened to a lot of spoiler cast on seven at this point. I've listened to about three or four at this point and yeah. it's interesting because on a lot of those they have had people who haven't played the original and one of the people made a comment uh about something and i can't say what because obviously it's going to get into very spoiler ter territory but basically he suggested like i think removing this character wouldn't change the thing at all and i was like okay <laughs> like you don't realize how like critical that is 
to everything. So like, no, you can go fuck yourself. And then he was like, also like, yeah, this thing happened and I had no idea what was going on. And it was like, well, that makes sense in the grand scheme of things, but you're not going to get that because you didn't play the original. And I mean, some people are like, why is Cloud such a dick? And I'm like, that's just who Cloud is. Like his mind's fucked. Like at the end of the day, like it, that's not really spoiler territory, but he's his his brain's not so good. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like the thing that so, like people don't yeah, actually don't, like Cloud? They it, like it's its own thing. Uh, if you like gorgeous vig- visuals and good combat and good music, it's got all that. Were we cutting out because Ariel's trying to talk and you just like powered right over her? Oh yeah, you guys cut out. I heard a debt and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, like she starts talking, and then like you just like kept going. I'm like hearing, like I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So we what got were Jason Schreier on. We got Jason Schreier on the podcast, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's just Discord. Be Discord. Yeah, that's what you're saying. What I was saying is, isn't it the the thing with Cloud is that people don't actually like Cloud. He's introduced as the Zach guy, and the, the what the part of cloud's personality that people like is what he copies from Zach. That's no, yes. And no, like I clouds, a very complex character that not a lot of people get. And that is because of stuff involving Zach. Uh, and he has a like, this is spoiler territory for the past game. Uh, but yeah, his memories because of Mako poisoning and stuff are like Zach's memories and his memories are kind of fused in a way. Mm-hmm. And he, like, and that's even weird in the context of this game because he, you know, talks about being in Soldier, but it's kind of a misnomer because he was never in Soldier. He was, and he's always like, I was Soldier First Class. And it's like, Cloud was never actually Soldier First Class. Zach was. Like, Cloud was just like a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he was a trooper. Like, he was just one of the base, like, Shinra troopers. One of uh, the things about that game is. Do they explain his mental illness a little bit better? Like, I know he has some severe issues. Not in Remake. In 7, they do go into it, but it's confusing. And some of the stuff, especially involving Zach and, like, Zach as well as uh, Vincent is, like, side content that you don't necessarily have to see, which I'm positive uh, a lot of that stuff will be mainline in Remake. Ah, so a very JRPG where it's just convoluted and hopes that it'll explain itself, but then it fucking doesn't. Some of that's just due to translation issues uh, in the original, Uh, even though there's a whole sequence, which I I apparently went over a lot of people's heads because listening to a lot of spoiler casts like I did, they they were very confused on it. And I've even I've even heard people go as far to say. Cloud just looks up to Zach and wanted to emulate Zach, which is not true in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, his dummies. Mind. Even I knew that. I'm like, but that's his because mind I played that. Fucked. I played that one game with Zach as the main character. Or whatever. Crisis Core. Yeah, so it it's complicated uh, to say the least. But it, there is a whole segment in Seven where they straighten out his memories. A whole like two two hour and a half like segment in seven which where is you boo have to, because crazy clouds the best cloud <laughs> you have to fix his broken brain uh <laughs> i mean the whole story in seven is like confusing because i i've heard people say a whole slew of shit that i'm like well that's wrong that's wrong you don't know what you're talking about like 
a lot of stuff involving Sephiroth that I'm like, you're clearly confused, uh, which is okay. This should, well, yeah. I, I mean, remake is definitely, it goes off rails uh, at a certain point. Uh, so we don't know. This is like a whole new, it's its own whole unique thing. It, it's it's kind of like, like MCU is, I guess, a good comparison because it's like MCU is not like the comics. It's its own interpretation of like these comics in a way. And that's how... That's seven remake is i thought it would be like a direct remake because it seemed like that was the only logical choice it follows very closely to the base game and the source material up to a point there are like f there is plenty of filler shit in there like obviously if the game is about 40 hours uh so there is obviously like they gotta flesh out a lot of elements of the game but for the most part, it's like one to one up into a point, and then it's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, so, and once again, stuff I can't really go into here, but I guarantee, uh, the the follow up games will be like, what the fuck? Like that, like so different. Okay, at the risk of sounding really fucking dumb right now, what do you mean by follow up games? Do you mean, uh, are they going to go through and remake other ones? Final Fantasy VII Remake is not the full Final Fantasy VII game. It's just oh. it's just Midgar, which Midgar in the original game is about the first five to ten hours, uh, and ten hours being like very generous on that front. But yeah, so it, it's they made just a the forty-hour game out of ten hours from the original. Yes, and yet it does. It, okay. Well, you would think they'd have plenty of time to explain themselves then. It Well, because they're not to a lot of that stuff, though. Like, and who knows, like, things are just going to be different this time around. But, like, Cloud, like, once again, he's a very deeply complex character. He's got a lot of PTSD. He's got, like, he doesn't want to get close to anybody for very specific reasons. And then on like adding that layer on top of it, like, his his memories are fucked with, like, Zack's memories. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a lot of stuff I don't necessarily want to get into, but yeah, like none of that gets explained in this, in this game. Cause, and that's kind of where I'm like, it's kind of a game for people who understand the source material in a way, because, because it is like, you got to kind of know where they're changing things, who like some of the players are and whatnot, even though I think you could still gleam enjoyment because it is still a very high production value game with good good combat, good visuals, good music, you know, the whole nine yards. But it, it, I don't think you would get a lot of the same things from the story and the characters and whatnot that you, a uh, person who has played seven would. Okay. But yeah, they just, yeah, they stretched Midgar into a 40 hour experience, uh, to say the least, uh, which some people, uh, and, and I agree a bit, Midgar in many ways is like the least interesting part of seven. There's a lot of cool stuff to come. But yeah, this only has, you know, your base characters. So you got Barrett, Tifa, Aerith, uh, who I still call Aerith. I kind of change between the two. It's complicated on that. But yeah, you got Tifa, Barrett, Aerith, and uh, Cloud. And that's it for what your about, team. So they about, don't even introduce Vincent, Red 13, any of that. Uh, what about voice acting? Is it? Is it in English or is it purely Japanese? Yeah. Or? Um, and they must have done quite a bit of lip work, at least when it comes to uh, cutscenes, uh, to make it the English look real good. Uh, mm. I I personally, and I know like 
Once again, there is some backlash on this with when it comes to Barrett, but I think Barrett and Eris's performance is award-winning. Like it, it is that good. Wow. But I know, I know Barrett himself just and what he represents is he's controversial as a character. <laughs> like, and I, I get it, but I just like Barrett. Like, and Everybody I know some people. Barrett. Some people have been like, well, I wish they changed him to not be such a racist stereotype, but. I was like, you you run a risk there because people. I've heard people be like, they could have like changed him, and I was like, well, you run the risk of changing him too much and then making him unrecognizable to the American audience of who he was as a character. Hmm. And and so if you change him too much, and then if you like, they they did make a lot of changes to make more sense of his character that I think makes sense for him. But like once again, I'm not black and I can't speak to that fully and the race issues with that. But I'm like, I I get it. I do, but it's like, you got to understand, like, this is a it's weird an old ass game. Yeah. Like we're, and, and it's not, and it's, it's an old ass game and it was produced by a highly xenophobic country. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that. this is several layers of like, a, like you got to take a, a black character through the lens of like a game that is kind of about America and then you have a black character that is then through the lens of a Japanese person and this in the lens of a person in like, let's just say 97 because that's when the game came out, but that's mm -hmm. like, obviously it would have been written before that. And so it's like, obviously a lot of these problems and tropes and like stereotypes existed. And then now we have to take that through another lens when you remake it and once again, I'm like, they cleaned it up and I think did the best they could with it without a, like, like I mentioned on the last cast that I'm like, it's this tightrope walk you have to do of appeasing the fans of the original and like, but not like a completely offending people that I'm like, you can't, it, it's an impossible equation. Uh, so I'm like, either you, uh, you make the people happy of the original or you run the risk of like changing them too much. And then you appeased like people on the other side to be like, we made him really PC. Uh, but now it's like, well, he's unrecognizable as what he was. So I'm like, it, it's kind of an impossible conundrum, but I personally like the performance. Uh, I, he had a lot of lines that were just like hilarious, but like, I mean, the whole game is like really funny. There's a lot of funny moments, but even that aside, uh, Barrett walks this line of being like so obnoxious and like funny uh, with his lines because uh, just his lines and his delivery is so funny, but then he can take it to being like serious. And I mean, like he's like, he's, he's angry, uh, but he's like, he's, he's got like dad syndrome where it's like, you look at my daughter wrong and he gets all like mad. And then, you know, it's just like, he's, he's a very loving character and like him and, cloud always have this kind of back and forth like pissing match uh that like where he's kind of like oh you always got to show off <laughs> so it's yeah they they kind of like hate each other but they they love each other you know <laughs> uh another stupid question maybe you'll be able to answer it maybe not is the voice actor of cloud the same one that has been in the kingdom hearts games i'm not positive but i would think so um, I hope so. if the voice actor has been the same for, I would, th I think it's the same voice actor from Advent Children, but I'm, I okay, can't be yeah, positive that's on a, that. That's the same voice actor then. I know, uh, uh, this would at least please Justin, but Don Corneo is voiced by Mark Hamill. Uh, hey. and he, he did, he did a stellar job as, as Don Corneo. Uh, I mean, he just 
it's Mark Hamill. Yeah, he he did kind of a creepy, you know, Don Corneo's a creepy, like he's basically running like a sex thing. He's he's a creepy chubby man. <laughs> Sounds like Mark Hamill's voice would lend well to that role. Yeah, um, a cre- a creepy pervert man. Uh, but yeah, who else? There, there's I mean, like quite a star-studded cast, but it, a lot of impressive performances. Like I, I don't know, th- this game is very it's very good. If I were to give it a number, I would say like it gets a nine out of ten. So that's obviously pretty high for me. Um. I had I do have some drawbacks, but not stuff I can get into necessarily. So, but yeah, uh, yeah, good game. <laughs> um, I obviously played it like twice back to back. Yeah, so you can get that platinum. Yeah, I well, How many and I just you sitting that now. Uh, I think ninety six. Holy shit! Check. It's getting to that hundred. That's all I I just want to get to a hundred. Been listening to the GOGP yep. show, and he brings I'm up at ninety six. He brings up the Chronicles of a Gamer, a.k.a. the Bobby's World podcast, and apparently he has a lot of Platinums too, but he hasn't mentioned a number yet, so might have to have a Platinum off with the Chronicles of a Gamer on Instagram. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I think breaking 100 is like, if you're it's, over 100, you're in the clear. good God-tier <laughs> PlayStation gaming. Yeah, so, yeah, and like I said, I d- Remake is not for the faint of heart to Platinum, it's... Like most most RPGs are pretty doable because it's like, oh, if yeah. you just do like if you do all the side quests, you'll probably platinum it. Or like since it's strategic base, it's like somebody online's got a guide for all the dumb bullshit you got to do or ha- like cheesy strategies to beat stuff. But this here, it's like, no, you have to have some level of technical skill to fucking pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that all you've been playing or can we take a break? Yeah, I mean, that's all I've really been playing, but I mean, there's, like, obviously was a lot to discuss with it, and... <laughs> it's, it's a yeah, long game, so... I mean, it's a it, lot to, It's a big game. It's easily, yeah. like, I could almost say it's probably, like, the most anticipated remake of all time, but... Oh, pff, yeah. This is, like... It, this becomes confusing because I don't feel the marketing's been very confusing around that, but the whole, like, a lot of people think this is all of seven, but it's like, no, this is just part yeah. one. Um, I don't think they needed to state it's part one because I feel like obviously when part two comes out, they'll probably state that it's part two. Yeah. You don't always have to label the first one as part just one. Hope that it doesn't take like six years for a part two. I, I don't I don't think it will. I mean, though, part two will be structured entirely differently because if they structure it how it is now, part two will only get you through gold saucer, which is not very far. <laughs> So that's why I'm like, they got to come up with a open world solution for navigating an overworld map oh, in, some, in some capacity, because that, that obviously doesn't exist in this game at all, because you don't have vehicles or any shit, and you're just in Midgar. Uh, but I'm like, when you get like a buggy or the Bronco or like the high wind, like that's going to change everything. And so I, I kind of think the next parts will either be like, you're going to be doing a lot more. Um who knows? I hope they add fishing and, you know, some of the stupid <laughs> shit that's been in other games. Yeah. Uh, two seven. Like, it'd be cool to go fishing. You or... can't uh, you can't have a JRPG without fishing. There is uh, plenty of mini games. Oh, yeah. I, I should mention that real quick. Seven has a shitload of mini games, which is like normal for seven. Seven always had like a lot of really dumb mini games and stuff that are mini gamified that didn't need to be. Uh, this time they're kind of better, but they're 
kind of like Yakuza minigames is always the way I see it. But there's like darts. Uh, there's the squat minigame, but it's, you know, been restructured for modern stuff. Okay. But I got to say, the real final boss of the game is is this character named Jules. And not when you're doing squats, but when you got to do pull-ups, he's the real final boss. <laughs> it took it took me so long to do the goddamn like hard pull-ups that I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. The mini games are always like a fun, stupid thing and you you get stuff for it. There's a dance sequence, which is cool. Nice. Um, that was my that was my absolute like top tier moment of that game. Uh yeah, it's just I don't know. It, it a lot of good, little bad. It's it the game itself looks like money. Like it's just like, man, they spent a lot of money to make this. <laughs> like every every inch of this game is like detailed, very finely detailed. Uh, so yeah, I can't, I can't wait to see, uh, the next part, which I think will be probably three years away would be my best guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's under best case scenario. I mean, who knows? It's square. You can't like, honestly, it was weird when they were like, here's like this game's due like in the year. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, okay. Th- that's weird. Like you, huh? And then it was just here and of course it's just part one but like if you had like seeing that this being just midgar and it's about 40 hours i'm like if they did the whole game like this you're looking at like three four hundred hours yeah so i'm like that needs that needs to be broken up into parts yeah no one's gonna play that (laughs) yeah so but I don't know. I, th- I think once it, they make an open world and have open world solutions, because I, I think essentially like this is in stages, like we have the combat like nailed down. So it's like, well, the combat's going to be the same for all of these. The character models, they have a lot of them now. Uh, that, that doesn't mean they don't have a lot of worlds and other shit they got to build. But once they have an overworld solution and all that shit, I think things will pop together a bit quicker. So because I mean, you're not going to rebuild a new cloud every fucking game. I don't think. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they got a couple teams in rotation working on a few of these. Maybe they can crank it out faster than I expect. Who knows? But I, I think yeah. three years between them seems reasonable. And I, I, I 100% like even this game kind of feels like it's a next gen game. Like you can, there are some textures that look like fucking PS2 X textures that I know <laughs> there's, there's higher res textures of them that they just didn't put in this game. Cause it's running on like a PS4. So and it loads amazingly quick. Like Final Fantasy 15 has some hella long load times, but this loads like probably two, three minutes. Like, I mean, I don't, I think there are some three minute load times for certain scenarios, but for the most part, it's real damn quick. Like once you're there. Nice. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. This is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, 
Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Okay, and we are back with the podcast. And uh, something I wanted to mention briefly is that um, the GOGP show mentioned us on his podcast on his most recent episode, episode 13. And it was really funny because he said that he said that we were doing some chin wagon, which is a term I don't think I've ever heard before. Did a chin wag? A little bit of a chin wag? Yeah, we were chin wagon about, I can't remember. I have a shitty memory, so I can't remember exactly what he said. I just know that he played clips from our show and responded to what we were saying about his show and uh, responded to us. Uh, yeah, he called us a huge piece of shit. <laughs> No, I, I no, I just I listened to it. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, it was mostly about slurping spaghetti. <laughs> Not. <laughs> uh, I am jealous. His, I think he may have us beat on uh, celebrity guest stars. He he had Michael Phelps. I know that's uh, Michael Phelps. He's quite a character on the show. Uh, he's probably my favorite guest on the show. I do miss uh, Retro Randy, though. Um, I'm assuming Game City went under due to the uh, coronavirus, so Retro Randy is probably just chilling out on his yacht these days. And I heard uh, from listening to that cast that uh, we, we're a little slow here in Montana, as he, he mentioned. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, Gamer Scrooge died. Yeah, fell down the stairs. Yeah, he blinded himself with the light bar on the PS4 controller. He's dead. Yeah, Gamer Scrooge will be missed. Luckily, Todd inherited a lot of his stuff. So his music. That's that's yeah. at least what I got from. Yeah. From the GOGP show. Yep. He filled us in. You know that that's why there's other podcasts out there. They got information that we don't have. We. Yeah, you gotta listen to all of them to get the whole puzzle piece. The the puzzles. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise, then you only hear parts of the stories. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you should go listen to the GOGP show. It's a good show. I like how his, his theme song has been like slowly just devolving into a hellscape of 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 music. Music. I don't. <laughs> it's it's at some point Craig just started just added some sort of like drum beat to it. But it's not like in the same tempo as the rest of the song. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, no offense to to uh, Craig, but I th- I think he might be a little. I don't I don't I I don't know if you can say tone deaf when it comes to tempo. He's tempo deaf. I don't know. <laughs> tempo but, deaf. Uh, I think his drum beat needs some work <laughs> on that that intro. <laughs> I, I like how GOG Pooh calls himself uh, Three Dog now when he in- intros the show. <laughs> this is, it's your boy Three Dog. Makes me wonder if he's playing uh, Fallout 3 again. <laughs> I know he was playing at Ori in the Will of the Wisp. Will, it, he, was, he called it something really funny. I can't remember. I feel like what he it had was. a different name for it every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was Which good is, stuff. I. I mean, I, what I glean from that is that the title 
like titles of the game when they get really long like that become meaningless. <laughs> like, like it is yeah. like I, I in many ways I've just been referring to it as shorthand as Ori too because it's just easier. Yeah, than Ori Will of the Wisp because it's like oh these fucking like back titles like yeah and it really. The thing that always bugs me about the title is I always want to say it the Irish way, like Will O the Wisps. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like the apostrophe after yeah, the O yeah. instead of of. Like that's that's how I see the the name, not Will of the Wisps. I hear Will O the Wisps. Willow the Wisp. It's, yeah, but anyway, I, we have a uh, community engagement to get uh, Okay, fine. I gotta get a new like cable or something. Holy shit! Okay, there we go. I'm good. <clears throat> nope, I'm not. Am I good? Okay, there we go. I can hear myself again. Gotta get myself a new cord because this is bullshit that keeps happening. Um, we'll get to my community engagement stuff here. Um, so this week's question was, what's the best and worst companion NPCs in video games? Um, so on Twitter, we got some, so Nas, Nasterisk at Nasterisk three says, Elena is the worst. I don't, I don't know what that's. I see the screenshot. I don't recognize the game or the name. So I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know any, any NPC. Is it Skyrim? Nope. Is it Fallout? I'm I'm wondering if that could be Nathan Drake in the screenshot. Might be. Um, I've never played those games. And you call yourself a PlayStation fan. I'm more PlayStation than most people could ever claim to be. <laughs> I know. With your 96 like, Platinums. Yeah, it is like, yes, I didn't do Uncharted, but boy, howdy, have I played like every other PlayStation exclusive. Uncharted. I didn't do Uncharted or Last of Us because... <laughs> Because most of us just seemed really boring. I mean, well, I'm just taking a firm stance that uh, where where Jack Four, <laughs> <laughs> Naughty Dog, you make Jack Four. I will play Uncharted and Last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting for Uncarded. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like I know Naughty Dog is like their golden child, but I'm like, I, I I don't know. It's always like somehow I just never get into the most popular thing. Like I'm obviously a God of War person myself. I've always been like team Santa Monica. I've always been God of War. Like, but I mean, I, I like all those other fucking like games. Like, so yeah, I mean like I like little big planet and all that shit. So yeah. Um, talking shiz at talking underscore shiz says, Lance from Vice City, you do you did all the work and he just follows. So I'm assuming that just that's his entry for worst NPCs. No best NPCs. Didn't, didn't give us the best NPC. Um, console gaming crew podcast at console crew says Valentine and Piper and Fallout Four were some of the best. All NPCs in Fallout seventy six pre Wastelanders were the worst. <laughs> Gonna play the DLC soon and find out if it has changed. <laughs> best of luck to you yeah uh the nerd cantina at the nerd cantina says best tales worst claptrap <laughs> uh i i know i'm a little like 
I'm the odd one out here, but I'm like, I actually like Claptrap. Like, it was a bit too much in uh, Borderlands 2, but I liked him in Borderlands 1. Yeah, I've always enjoyed Claptrap, but I never actually played through the whole game in any Borderlands to be annoyed yeah, and, enough by him. So, And 2, they make him really annoying, but it's like, in, in 1, he was like the right amount of annoying. Yeah. Where it's like, ah, eh, he's like a dumb fucking thing. Yeah, like in one, they're like, hey, this claptrap is cool, right? And then they're like, oh, claptrap was popular. Let's lean 500% into it for Borderlands 2. They they kind of, by Borderlands 2, were like, it's kind of like the minions, but for Borderlands. Yeah. Better than Robin Hood podcast at Robin Hood pod. While Bethesda NPCs are often good characters, their AI is horrendous. My all-time favorites would be GTA San Andreas or GTA 4. So no specific NPCs, but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of friggin' what's his what's his face from San Andreas. All you had to do was follow the train, CJ. I was forget <laughs> his damn name. But it's all you had to do. Uh, Bed knobs and Broomflix at Broomflix says <clears throat> Linda's list Skyrim style worst Lydia best. Jizargo. Yeah, I know Lydia's pretty bad. Well, I'm yeah. sworn to to was I'm sworn to carry your burdens or something like that. <laughs> I mean, I just I feel personally I don't think Bethesda's ever had a good like companion, but that's just yeah, my my opinion. Yeah. Well, like, Fallout in the Fallout games you have dog meat. I mean, I never did Fallout 3. <laughs> so I never did Fallout 3 or New Vegas. I just did 4. Right. Isn't technically isn't dog meat in every single one? Yeah, there is a dog companion in 4, but I mean it's like eh. <laughs> like um I I've heard he's not as lovable as dog meat from 3. 3. Yeah, I guess 3 is probably the best dog but, meat. But I I'm just like I don't know. I I'm like I like there's something about those style of games that just like everybody feels empty like yeah hollow husk of people but I mean, that's like yeah bethesda into a t <laughs> yeah so i i i just i know everybody is like you know bananas for bethesda until recently but i've i've been like i've been seeing a decline for a long time yeah it's like they just found a formula once they hit like when they they did Morrowind and then they hit Oblivion, they're like, "Oh yeah, here's a formula. We'll just follow yep. this forever." Yep. And I mean, it was working until it wasn't. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, figment of my reality at Fig of my reality says, "Hop from Pokemon Sword and Shield is the worst. He's too nice. I miss the old school Pokemon rivals." <laughs> Do you though? <laughs> Do you? I'm like, they're all like. I think you're misremembering. Like, like I think Gary was probably the only good one. Like, Blue <laughs> was... And even then, it's like, was he actually good? Because a lot of that might have been, like, you're just brain filling in the gaps and making him seem, like, more like a dick than he really was. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've been playing... Like, I've played a lot of fucking Pokemon, and I'm like, they're, like, always kind of like... Like, Wally in... Uh, uh, what like in auras is like you almost feel bad for just beating the shit out of this guy <laughs> uh, and like the whole gang of kids in 
uh, X and Y. It was like, I, like once again, I'm referring to them as gang of kids because I'm like, I can't even remember their names. That's how worthless they were. Like, I, I actually, I did like from X and Y that you had a whole, like, you had like four rivals. And I guess technically in, uh, like, they, they say Hop from from Sword and Shield, but you you have another, there's other rivals in that. You have at least two, like, you have Hop and then one other rival. And yeah. It's like, Hop's whatever, like, he's almost a carbon clone of, uh, God, I, whoever the fuck the character was from sun and moon but they're like clones of each other where they're like i'm your best friend and like <laughs> i'm an actual character while you do nothing and are basically silent protag like yeah so yeah i mean and it's always like your rival has like your pokemon's weakness and that that's where i feel the nice thing about having the secondary rival because they have the pokemon you're weak against they have the no. third one so it's always yeah. like your primary rival in this case, like Hop has, you know, the Pokemon you're strong against, but then the other person has the one you're weak against. So that's like a nice dynamic, but I don't know. I, I'm I, people have been saying that a lot and I'm like, I can't agree with that. I just think like you, you were a child playing Pokemon. So whatever Pokemon, I guess you started with, you're going to be like, that rival was cool. But I'm like, you, you <laughs> just had kid brain where yeah. you had nothing else to compare to. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> Move over to uh, Instagram here. Where else? I posted this. And uh, Bose underscore game room from the Precisely podcast says. Oh, is this that Bo who likes. Yeah. Bobo. Fucking, yeah. Bobo, Bobo show. Who, he he likes the goddamn Harvest Moon. No, it's he likes Earthbound. Earthbound. Yeah. Buzz Buzz and Earthbound is the best, but he's short-lived. The worst is Na- Navi in any Zelda game. I mean, the, the one Zelda game? <laughs> Not, like, I'm just saying. <laughs> just, uh, you, you mean Ocarina of Time? You could just, you could just, Navi's not in any of the other ones. I wouldn't know. I've never played him. Um, well, she's not, because you're not, it's, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Fallen Mug D20 says, best to me is Triss from the Witcher series. Worst, recent bias may be blinding me here, Ava from Borderlands 3. Um, I don't even remember Ava from Borderlands 3. You know what? I don't remember. I played through. A, I played a lot of Borderlands 3, and I don't remember shit from it. You, remember I just, you just have bad memory. I remember shooting a bunch of guys. You remember just a lot of uh, influencer jokes. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't play those games for, like, I, I play those games like a Diablo, where I'm just like, I'm yeah. just here to kill shit and get loot. Yeah, That's what I'm here for. And everything else is just background noise to me. <laughs> um, GOGP underscore classic, of course, the GOGP show, says Tingle comes to mind. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like, Tingle, like, like, is he talking about Chuck Tingle? No. Because <laughs> that would be better. He's not. He's not much of an NPC because he's a writer. I was gonna say, is this like best and worst NPC, or is it was it companion? So I I phrased the question as a companion NPC because okay. I so think like, I feel I like there's Tingle's there's a not difference. Really a companion, but because I feel whatever. like there's a there's a difference because like you can have cool companion NPCs, but then you can just also have like cool NPCs that you encounter in a game, but they don't. 
they aren't necessarily companion people. Because, I, I mean, that's kind of my trouble with some of this question is like, it, like I've been trying to think of an answer myself. And I was like, I can think of a lot of bad examples. Uh, but for me, a good one, which kind of was the spawn for this question, was um, uh, Chester in Don't Starve. Because <laughs> ah. you just pick up the uh, the eyebow and then Chester comes out of nowhere. And yeah. uh, he's he's a monster that just happens to be a chest that you can store stuff in. He just follows you around as long as you carry the eye bone. Your dog from Fable 2. <laughs> that is also another good one, yes. <laughs> um, Frost just yelled down the hallway that Chester's the fucking best. Like, no, I remember, like, the first time playing Don't Starve. Because, I mean, I played a lot of the, the first time playing this, the first few times... I played with like no knowledge of the game. I just hopped in and we all know how unforgiving that game is. And I yeah. pick up this eye bone thing and then there's like this monster chasing me around. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? I Yeah, I was I'm like running away from it. I was like, oh, God, it's going to kill me. <laughs> and then it just it, it catches up to me and then it just stops. I'm like, what the fuck? And it, I see the name Chester and I'm like, huh? And I like you can. You can interact with it. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's a chest. Um, <laughs> a mobile storage? That's dope. <laughs> it's the coolest fucking thing ever. And then, like, one of the worst, like, having, like, something attack it. And then Chester died. And I was so mad at the game. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and then, like, two days later, I hear a little bouncing sound. And here comes Chester from off screen again. He just, if he, if he dies, he just respawns, like, a couple days later and comes back. <laughs> and I was like, the best thing ever. I was like, yes, I still have Chester. <laughs> uh, good old Chester Bennington. <laughs> R.I.P. R- yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, a, what a fucking terrible joke. <laughs> uh, what the Famicom says, thunder for both. I don't know from what game, but thunder. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like racking my brain like thunder. Like, and I keep going this, being like from Killer Instinct. <laughs> so many so many answers where I'm like, you assume I know what game this is from. I, I don't know every single NPC in every game. Um, But that was it for Instagram. We'll go over to the... I'm surprised uh, nobody mentioned like Clank or Daxter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see what uh, Hard Drive Hangout had to say. Uh, Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> uh, first one comes in from Tyler saying Carol Baskins. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, uh, next one from Daniel says the best is clearly Agro from Shadow of the Colossus. No, wait. I just thought of a really good one. The uh what? So either Diamond Dog from Metal Gear or uh, your your horse where you can point at it and go do it and it just shits. It shits on command. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it. That's great. Um, Jeremy says Fallout 76 question mark. <laughs> just, just Fallout 76. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah. Marshall says D-Dog, which is what you just said. Yeah, hell yeah, no, D-Dog. Solid five. Uh, worst, Ashley from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> Hide in this garbage can. I know you're the president's daughter, but get in this trash can. <laughs> uh, Ryan says best, Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite. Worst, the girl in Eco. <laughs> 
Oh, that's um, a good one. I love this one. Adriana says, worst companion, any non-modded Bethesda RPG. They're all fucking garbage AI. Woo! This person knows what's up. <laughs> uh, Zachary Michaels, best, Ellie and the Last of Us. Worst, maybe Slippy? I don't know what yeah. Slippy's from, but... Slippy's from Star Fox. Oh, Slippy, okay. Slippy Toad. Fox! I mean, he's the most <laughs> worth... I would say he's the most worthless companion. I wouldn't say he's... <laughs> Like the worst. I think he's just worthless. He's always dying. Always got to save his ass. But I feel all the companions in that, it's always like, fucks, I'm getting shit at. And then he's like, you say Falco, and then he's just like, I could have done it myself. <laughs> Why the fuck didn't you, you asshole? I did down some more game feel. Um, let's see. Next one comes from Walker. Worst fox before broken steel. Best fox after broken steel. What's broken steel? I don't know. Is it a Fallout thing? Why I feel like everything's Fallout? Fallout. Why is everyone talking about Fallout? It's the only game anyone played. Uh, Martin says Mercurio and Skyrim. He's available basically from the start of the game as funny dialogue and hard <clears throat> and hard carries for most of the early game. Uh, Jansen says best Boone, worst Dr. Doak. I don't know where any of these are from. Who's Boone? Who's Dr. Doak? Does that ring any bells in your area? I don't know it shit apparently about NPCs. Um, how do you spell Doak? D O A K. Oh, from Goldeneye. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fuck, it's been a long time since I played that. And I don't think I've ever even played through the storyline. I've only just played deathmatch with my friends yeah not a character i remember either but i mean it's been it's been it's been some time since the 64 yeah. i haven't played goldeneye since the 64 so exactly it's been a hot minute like 20 years <laughs> probably even longer it's been a long time you know who nobody named yoshi wow yeah you're right yoshi's a companion Everybody just likes throwing him in a pit of despair. <laughs> yeah, because the last answer I have here comes from Aaron saying, worst Lydia from Skyrim and best any animal friend companion. Yeah. What about Cappy from Mario Odyssey? Well, I've never played that, so no. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just throwing out characters that are companions that nobody mentioned that I'm like. <laughs> Would you consider the Pikmin companions to Olimar? That's an interesting question. I don't know. Would They're you consider like Captain Falcon's vehicle a companion to Captain <laughs> Falcon? The Blue Falcon? Is that? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other companions. Um, pretty much all the people in in. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised nobody mentioned it, but the Outer Worlds. Like, yeah, all, I mean, pretty much all of your companions in that are pretty cool. Yeah, I was going to say, like, all those are really good ones, but everybody they're was really so well transfixed on, like, up. Skyrim and Yeah, they can't talk Fallout. about Fallout. Like, what the... Like, do you forget that fucking Outer Worlds came out and had really cool NPC and companions? <laughs> what happened? Sam, Sam is best companion. <laughs> <laughs> A dumb cleaning robot. Uh, yeah, that's, that's weird to me. It's like... I mean, that really shows you how much market share and like how much Bethesda lives rent free in everyone's minds where they just constantly talk about Bethesda games, yeah, even I mean, though people like people like are, living in those worlds. Yeah. 
There's there, but, there's a better game out there that you can play. It's called The Outer Worlds. I mean, I don't know. There, like I said, I'm I'm sh- personally kind of shocked nobody said Yoshi. Yeah, it took that me is a weird. while to arrive at that, but I was like, oh yeah, shit, Yoshi's like. Maybe a, I need to find like a Nintendo. He's a good companion. I need to find a Nintendo group to post that picture and to see if any to see if anybody like I get some Nintendo because it seems like I mean hard drive hangout. I think a lot of them are. Xbox, maybe PlayStation and PC gamers. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, I just I feel like I feel like Instagram would have been the place where I would have gotten a Yoshi. But I just feel like no matter what I do on Instagram, we just don't ever get any views or traction with we, what get, I GOGP. Post there. we yeah, get we get we get GOGP. We get Bo from the Bobo show. Um, Bo, you mean that guy who likes Earth? Yeah. <laughs> You mean that one guy, that other guy? <laughs> uh, it's funny. Yeah, so we get we get a few people over there, but it just seems like despite the, I mean, we're, our Instagram has been growing despite me not doing anything just because people are finding us on Instagram because of our Twitter, where I just see like someone that already follows me on Twitter will just double randomly, up. Yeah, they'll follow me on Instagram. So it's like we went from, like we're over 200 followers on Instagram now and a few a couple months ago we were like maybe at 150 so it's just and I haven't really been doing much to promote on Instagram I'm still I'm starting to post there now I'm starting to like kind of whenever I post something on like an image on Twitter I'll go ahead and just toss it on Instagram mostly because it auto posts to Facebook once it gets on Instagram and then I can share it to the hard drive hangout from <laughs> from Facebook. So that's it's more more like we I mean most of our engagement came from the hard drive hangout with the questions. So even on Instagram or even on Twitter sometimes we don't get a whole lot of answers, but I can always depend on those hard drive hangout people. They're <laughs> they're just willing to post answers to everything. <laughs> so see and I noticed people did mention at least Zelda, but nobody mentioned like Epona as like a good yeah companion. But I mean, and then Navi, like I, I, I feel that's like the good commercial answer to be like Navi's the worst uh, companion. But technically, yeah. like even in Zelda, like Fi or Fee, however you want to say, it, I, I say Fi because I feel like it's supposed to be like the number. At least that's how oh, it's spelled. Yeah. But anyway, that aside, like the, <laughs> like the the Greek letter. But anyway, that aside, yeah. <laughs> um, that's the worst companion from Zelda, like bar none. Yeah, they they straight up like like take Navi being annoying, like take that, put it in a companion, and then take a lot of Zelda is the puzzles, and then it's just like Fi will just solve the puzzles for you. Like if you if you are like taking more like than just a regular time, they'll just be like, oh, just do this, and it's like. I was getting to it. <laughs> Why I suck wonder, all the fun out of this? <laughs> I kind of wonder, does like Cortana count as an NPC? That become I was thinking that too. I was like, I wonder, like Cort- would you put that as companion? Because I don't feel they do much. Yeah, but I mean, in that same regards, then that would probably mean that Navi isn't really a companion either. Because what does Navi do? I mean, she's just... I, yeah, that's why same, I would say Epona over... Yeah. Because Epona is like an actual companion. Because it's like, if you just have Navi be inside your head, then that's the same thing as Cortana. 
I mean, she and she doesn't do anything else beyond what Cortana would do. And even yeah, that's why arguably Cortana does more because you can insert Cortana into like the freaking Halo and then she just becomes the Halo. <laughs> yeah, and so. I, I was just kind of like scrubbing for uh, anything that is like a bit more material than that. Yeah. Like, like I said, that like actually, Yoshi's a good one. Yeah, like, like something you, that you can ride or someone that follows you around and does battle with you. I like would Ellie, say. Ellie seems like a decent one as much as like... Or carries your burdens. And a lot of things they suffer from like immortal AI syndrome where it's just like... Like nobody said Atreus from God of War. Uh, yeah. Which I mean, I, I enjoyed him for what he's worth, but I mean like... For the we're, horse, there for, we're there for Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> The horse from Skyrim, so you can just scale all the mountains and store all of your stuff in it. See, I mean, that's like a hard one because it doesn't have a definitive name. Yeah. Um, so you just don't think about it. Does, but, uh, does, like I said, no, I was surprised nobody said like like uh, Daxter from Jack and Daxter or like Clank from Ratchet and Clank or, you know, like your dude bros from like any of Donkey them from Sly Cooper. Diddy, Diddy Kong? What about Cranky Kong? <laughs> what about Swanky Kong? <laughs> what about Redneck Kong? He's the best Kong. What about Roach in The Witcher? Yeah, Roach from The Witcher. Always reliable. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that became an interesting thing because some of the people did name, like, uh, at least one of the romance options. But that, that that's like, you know, like companion, I don't know. I would say, in, and uh, <clears throat> it's not up your alley because you never played them, but like pretty much any of the companions in Mass Effect are pretty good, especially Garrus. Oh, you mean that piece of crap? No, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, that still always is like a forever, like, it's like the Uncharted thing. It's tainted. It's like this crazy, massively popular thing, and it's like, yeah, that's like the one thing I didn't do. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, and then yeah. it's like, what about all these other things? It's like, I did like everything but that one thing. And it's like, yeah, I just, and I probably out, never would have picked it up, but, um, <clears throat> Frost got it for me for my birthday at the recommendation of my friend and at the time in high school and it ended up being like the best game ever. So, <laughs> um, I'm trying, I'm not sure if I can trying to rack my brain for more, but I think I'm getting to the point where we should probably just put a bullet in the yeah, ass I mean, of this podcast there were there are some like mega man companions you could name yeah but yeah i'm like it, none of them that are like beat and reggie and all those but they're not really <laughs> super worth mentioning but yeah i don't know there i i think d dog is like i'm i was surprised somebody like i mentioned it and then it was like oh that's like the next one yeah it's <laughs> like yeah, yeah. d dog and d horse but <laughs> Yeah, that anyway, yeah, we should uh definitely put a bolt in this one. All right. Like 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 the Gestapo from from Wolfenstein. We got <laughs> <laughs> this <one>. God. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this podcast, you should totally give us a review on Podchaser, which right now they're doing like a thing where if you review us on Podchaser, they'll donate 25 cents to coronavirus relief and then if we reply to it then they donate they double it so we're hoping to raise a bunch of money that way via uh reviews in order to donate money to some coronavirus relief i don't i forget exactly what charity they're donating it to but that's what the idea is 
Um, and that's they're doing that through the end of April. So if you want to give us a review, definitely give us one there and then we'll respond to it and that'll give us uh, money out to some people who need it. Um, also, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for Lake Gaming Arena and you'll find us. And you can go to our website, lga.gg, where we post the episodes and a link to our Discord, which is chat.lga.gg, and you can hang out with us on Discord. If you want to email us, you can email us, email us at social at lga.gg. You can answer or you can ask us questions and we will answer it on the community engagement portion of the podcast. Still no emails yet. So hoping to get some soon. I'm calling you out. I mean, we got like 20, we got 20 listeners out of our 2000 Twitter followers. So uh, we're doing great. Those are so, great numbers. So a thousand Twitter followers for every <laughs> listener. That's great. No. So, uh, so all, all 1,980 of you actually, we're like at 2050 now. So, uh, all 2,030 of you that haven't listened to the podcast yet. <laughs> so the 20 of you, you should tell the other 2,300 or 2,030 to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Spread it around a little bit. We're doing um, great numbers, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Fantastic numbers. We're, I mean, we're basically <laughs> top of the Apple charts uh, with our downloads here. Um, I mean, we're giving giant bomb or run for their money that's for i sure. mean the worst thing is it's actually 19 because i download the game. yes <laughs> that's true <laughs> it's true oh god uh, but you know it's it's labor of love as, as they say um we do it for the love of the video games that's what we do we need um, to put bullet in this one <laughs> just for that, that <laughs> statement alone the love of the game <laughs> putting the bullet in the asshole of this podcast. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Later. SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated Collector's Edition? No, is that on limited run games? No. What? It's $300. What the fuck? It's $300. <laughs>